Hello and welcome to, wait, is this my kink now? The spicy comedic podcast that brings four friends together every week to explore the sexiest, kinkiest, and strangest erotica and romance out there. Join us as Annie, our storyteller, shares her latest kinky discoveries. We aim to be an inclusive and not judgmental podcast. As four ladies with various identities, we respect everyone's personal preferences and strive to create a safe space for all listeners to explore female-centric sexuality in a fictional setting. However, we do want to acknowledge that while the subject matter we cover is fictional, it may be uncomfortable or triggering for some listeners. Our podcast is for 18 and over listeners only. It's Kinkstery! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kinkstery, where we go into the history of the kink, a little bit about the author, and some amazing reviews. As always, I'm Alana and I'm joined today by Scarlett K. Hi. And our storyteller extraordinaire, Annie! Yay! Hello! Hello! So today we're diving into Prey by L.V. Lane. Scarlett, are, is it your turn this time? Are you going to take it away for us? It is. I'm so excited. So the theme Amazing. for this week's kink is Omegaverse. We knew it was coming. We had to do it sometime or the other. It's like, you know, in um, My Favorite Murder or like Last Pod, they have like the big serial killers mm, and they call heavy them hitters. Like, the heavy hitters, yeah. Omega versus the heavy hitter of the kink world. Big um, that and maybe tentacles. So and some you other did stuff. Say this but... about tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. We Annie's done a good job at We're hitting kind of some of the ones. big heavy hitters. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. some of the maybe like less common ones, like being pogo sisters with someone your mom dated. You know. <laughs> so we've got like a we've daddy got a broad though. diversity of kinks. daddy kink is big. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. daddy kink is so big. I feel like daddy kink has been normalized by the internet to the point where like it isn't even a kink yet I, oh, or yeah. anymore like i feel oh, like yeah. that's a conversation that's is what qualifies as a kink and to me there needs to be some sort of taboo aspect but daddy has become so normalized mm-hmm. that anyways oh my god i can't wait for next week anyway i'm oh ahead of myself Again, only for some i would say that some of us are still pretty freaked out by uh the daddy kink and that would be <laughs> me again I would say it's probably more socially acceptable to date older men. Like women traditionally do mm. date men at least a year or two older than them. But, but this ten was years, thirty five. This was thirty <laughs> yeah, years old. That was pretty big. That was yeah. some May like, December. But if we look at our love. medieval stepsisters and our sisters of the of yore, definitely dated much older men. Well, they didn't date, but That's, well, yeah, yeah, because they would yeah, be dead or yes. by the time they were twenty five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Back to Omegaverse. I did not do a quiz, despite the fact that what? you guys love them. I, I love do, you, but I how dare you? Like, <laughs> can we get through a Kingstray without a quiz? How will I? But I have two or three like discussion questions, well, um, so okay. we can kind of hear some thoughts. So, uh, starting off, um, I know some of us were new to the Omegaverse. So, question for Lana and Annie and Kay, if she hasn't read this part of our shared document, I haven't is, read anything. Oh, perfect. Okay, I'll loop you into all the questions then. Um, what do we think of when we think of a makeupverse? What do you know about it? What are things you associate with it? Um, wolves. Yeah, wolves are not wolves, I, though, is what I've I come to learn. I don't associate Omegaverse with wolves because Omegaverse 
does not often have. They have wolfy characteristics, but they're not it more. Yes. I yeah. think of. Honestly, I just think of blood and chocolate. That is the only oh, yeah, thing fair. I think of. And I will stand by that. But I don't think that's like, a universe even. I think of I'm Ember. Be honest. I was so excited to watch that movie. I was so psyched and I could not finish it. <laughs> <laughs> tried. Oh my God. It's so bad, right? We told Did you. Did you how try bad and it get was. to the end? The best part? No, I got so like, girl, I swear to God, I got like. I got an hour in. Like, I was almost it done. It was like hot Hugh Dancy. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. Like, you. It is you not. It is a full length movie. Um, okay. I think of I'm Alphas and Omegas time. and, yeah, I guess pack mentality. Yeah. I guess I think mm. about that. And I think about, yeah, like power play and animalistic tendencies for sure. Mm hmm. Empreg. Yeah. Empreg. So much empreg. Nodding and mm. social and hierarchy the first word annie used when we were talking about it in our wolf shifter episode which different thing than omegaverse was fluids mm. and i feel like well, that's yeah. a real good description of omegaverse and i, I will mean, say certainly this omegaverse book the so would you say for omegaverse now i'm turning the corner i am the mm -hmm. questionnaire now yeah quiz her quiz her make it hard would you <laughs> thank you <laughs> quizzing um would you say that the majority of the books are male on male or is it just like a subsection of it it's a so subsection we're talk about that we we're oh, gonna get into oh. the history it originally started as like a solely male male slash fanfic base no so way. a lot of like omega versed purists quote unquote still see it as Edward mm Jacob. maybe because i don't um, read yeah. a lot of which is i know it's weird but i don't read a lot of queer romance like well because you're living barely any. a queer life yeah so i don't need to i can <laughs> I feel escape like me that. and annie are the opposite i know it's i feel fun. like yeah. i live a very straight life um but all books of are my queer. yeah i guess that's just the escapism gay. part but anyway i've read a ton of omega verse and it's all been straight Sometimes there's like, um, like there's often RH or, yeah, usually RH with more males and females. So sometimes there's a little bit of like that MM aspect, but I've never read like a straight male male Omegaverse. For our listeners, RH is reversed harem. I know that. <laughs> I also saw it referred to on Instagram recently as the why choose trope, as in like, yeah. why choose mm -hmm. just one dude, which yeah. is very fun. Por que um, no los dos? Why not both? <laughs> You're so multilingual it, no, it's, this episode, Kay. It's that uh, Aldo Paso commercial where it's like, why oh. have the, the soft and not, it's like, why not have the soft and the hard? It's like, well, why not both? Por que no los dos? Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. I, I just pictured the Dora meme. We all kind of have a vague idea, but I'm going to delve into the specifics of Omegaverse. So... It is a very popular subgenre of speculative erotic fiction and originally a subgenre of erotic slash fan fiction. So remember that it has its roots in fan fiction. So its premise is that there is a dominance hierarchy that exists in humans, which are divided into dominant alphas, neutral betas, and submissive omegas. And this hierarchy determines how people interact with each other in romantic, erotic, and sexual contexts. So... There's a number of Omegaverse scholars out there, oh. and they basically have said that Amazing. basically these characters have two genders. So they have, you know, male or female or et cetera, however the character identifies, decided by, um, you know, kind of our, our traditional gender system in the human world. And then a secondary gender that manifests during puberty 
um, that basically determines whether they're an alpha, a beta, or an omega. So those terms are bastardized from wolf social structures, which is why Omegaverse sometimes gets lumped in with wolf shifter or werewolf books, but it's its own thing. So it came from fan fiction. Did they say like what was the like catalyst? Like what Edward and Jacob? Edward and Jacob. It is not Edward and Jacob, but we will get there. Edward and Jacob, because that's a vampire. We will get there very shortly. Hold your horses. (laughs) Oh, actually, I like to think my guess. My guess is Harry Draco or something like that. Oh, very fun. Yes, it's a pretty good guess. Um, Okay, so Omegaverse. It it basically. Uh, talks about wolf or other uh, like dog-like behavior in humans, especially as it pertains to sexual intercourse and sexuality. So there's a lot of talk about like instincts, um, psychological stimuli, rutting, heat cycles, pheromonal attraction, um, penises with knots, which are used to knot or tie the partner to an alpha during copulation, scent marking, imprinting, breeding, mating, rights, pack structures, and potentially permanent psychic bonds with a mate. Um, yes. So those are all kind of your traditional Omegaverse tropes, which we kind of touched on. So we all kind of know vaguely the the world we're existing in. Um, in darker stories, and I will say that a larger quantity of Omegaverse than some other kinks probably falls into that category. Um, there's a lot of non-con or dubcon, so dubiously consensual intercourse, forced pregnancies, kidnapping, sexual slavery, um so i know that some of us were so good lana i don't know why you're not reading more of a verse like i literally i don't think forced pregnancy sounds very fun but (laughs) you know what it is it's yeah i (laughs) i need to send you the mail mail series i read um the first one was ugly it was like a really fast read but it was real hot it was great um and that one wasn't non-con or dubcon but some of the later ones in the series were um so uh, prey is pretty typical in regards to these tropes even though i know some of us were like shocked when annie initially introduced these concepts these are pretty standard for the the omega verse i would say although it has you know a fan base for sure and a lot of readers and stuff in like Mm -hmm. larger society and even just i think romance readers it's niche and so i can see how if not like if you haven't like seeked it out or like you just haven't read it before hearing these concepts for the first time is like i'm sorry what yeah uh, i can understand That's a why good point. there was big reactions even though within omegaverse it's pretty standard but omegaverse itself is not too standard I is think. niche yeah mm-hmm. I always forget that not everyone listening to this podcast is not constantly reading book porn. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's standard. You got your kidnappings, you got your forced pregnancy, you know, the usual. Yeah, like most romance is not most. Most of the romance I read has a little bit of dark in there, but I can't read too dark. I've learned this. There's anyway. levels yeah. of lit erotica. Sure yes. Is. And there's different types of stress. Like, I love a, a good angsty breakup in the final third of the book if I know they're getting back together. Like, that's the level of stress I handle, you know? Lana hates that. No. No, I hate that. <laughs> um, so, uh, for context of how drastically the kind of male-male to female-male, etc., um, spectrum has shifted over time, in 2013, uh, only 10% of books on all fan sites were 
that were a megaverse were male female so 90 percent were male male mm. whereas now cool. i looked up top omegaverse books on goodread and like the top 20 are all male female or female male 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's a that's a pretty significant shift over time oh, um, i wonder why the straights that's got them again more people just I, reading it yeah the fucking straights i think it's the mainstream yeah, of omegaverse honestly yeah yeah that's that's my theory professor christina Bousset, oh no, I think it's Bus, has described <laughs> Omegaverse as the seemingly perfect storm of tropes that have already existed in fandoms. So it's basically yeah. just like the whirlpool of all of the things that people kind of like all in one place. Mm. So you got your Dubcon, you got your faded mates, you got your pheromone bullshit, you know, it's like all in one I do, pre-existing world. I do love that like with, you know, all these sorts of fan sites like um the like ability for a community to make something up but then make it like but then everybody agree on it and build on mm -hmm. that like it just all becomes the stuff canon like, yeah exactly like um yeah the like video or like all the stuff about um who are the, the like four, it was uh like elsa jack frost yes uh, rapunzel oh, yeah. and i don't remember who the other man was Anyway, like that thing where everybody jumped on it and they were like, this yeah. foursome is amazing. And like the Wensler, like all this stuff where people just the like Wensler. jump on it or like that weird clock from so... that weird thing that everybody made into a yeah, sexy yeah. man. And the Babadook. Yeah. The Babadook being gay. So yeah. The, except <laughs> Omegaverse happened and now and everybody was like, I'll create my own thing within this same kind of understood universe that we mm -hmm. made up. I love that. I think that's such a cool yeah. thing. It's so interesting. I'm always fascinated by people who go into comms and research like these internet trends because things move so fast and they're so hard to track. Um, mm -hmm. But it's so interesting how something like like Zaddy was a was an online concept in niche Twitter that, you know, now Stephen Colbert is referencing. Right. Like that's so interesting to me. How does that happen? Mm -hmm. um, TikTok is starting to do that, too. And it's like very mm -hmm. fast, which is so fast, really interesting because it's like you're able to almost I'm sure it was the same with like Tumblr and all that but like I guess it's more accessible for me because as someone who doesn't like the internet I just go on TikTok and I see it but it's really interesting that like people can collaborate from around the world and like do all of it add on to all the different stories and all those things and like create things like they created like a what's it called a ratatouille musical like a while back yes like, it was, like, yeah it was beautiful like and the people were doing sets and like doing different songs and it was just like so cool and i'm like i love that this is something that people can just like add on to and make Do. up and yeah. feel like they're part of a community even though they've never met anyone else that they're interacting with i'm just i'm grateful the internet didn't exist when i was an insane teenage drama kid but it at did. the same time i well not <laughs> to the same extent not to the level but at the same time i can like, off of it look at all these teens and be like i'm like happy for you that you have this mm -hmm. intense dungeons and dragons cosplay for like this virtual story and you feel like you're you belong to something and have an identity that's like so valuable you know and so mm -hmm. harmless like you could be out there doing meth so yeah um yeah. that's actually a great segue not meth but what popular show is generally credited as being the primary inspiration for omegaverse okay it's a tv show it's a, it's TV a television show, show. yeah mm. uh... Is it Buffy? Oh, it Supernatural. Oh, super yeah, Supernatural. Is it's good, Supernatural? Yeah. yeah. That was That's such a good so one. fucking Cass, fast, Annie. 
Holy that shit. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So the the origin of Omega The reason that we can't call our second child Dean, even though we both like the name. <laughs> the fucking supernatural has wrecked us so much shit. <laughs> Um, it's been tracked to the fandom surrounding the American television series Supernatural. Um, and so the very first ones were like fusions between like werewolves and empreg or male pregnancy in erotic fan fiction. Um, With and Sam those were and Dean together? No, 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 um, Cass and Dean. Okay. Cass and Dean and Sam and Dean. Okay. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. They go into that. People love yeah, incest. Sure. People love they incest. It's something I've learned and that's something yeah. I wish I didn't Again, know, but I do know. brothers. Yeah, I know, but it's that taboo thing, right? Like people are intrigued mm-hmm. by the taboo of fictional. And you know what? Brothers. If there's a safe place to explore yeah. that interest, I'm yeah. happy for them. But it, it's it's it, on it a lit erotica out. site. It does. It wakes me out. Yeah. Um, another source of inspiration could have been the science fiction drama Dark Angel, where mm. supernatural oh. actor Jensen oh. Ackles plays a soldier with feline DNA, and the female characters go into heat. Yes. Um, so I kind of what the fuck is that? Is this pre Why or I watched Supernatural? It? Must be uh, I think it was during. It was during. During. He did Is a second show with weird cat shifting. What? <laughs> I think it's a movie. Hang on. No way. This is blowing my goddamn mind. We have to do a watch party of this. Uh, can we actually I... do this? Oh no, it is a drama yes. series. Okay. Oh, I can't. We can't do a whole series. <laughs> Even better. Damn. Oh no, it was pre. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was two seasons. He's a genetically enhanced superhuman prototype. It's a bunch of people being raised to be super soldiers. But I guess it just turns into a giant fuck fest. That sounds about right. <laughs> Wild. So basically, <laughs> the Omega verse is the fault of Jensen Ackles in some form, is what we've learned from that. You know we what? too like him. I'm, I'm not surprised. That man has given us so much. <laughs> that man has wrought terror upon the world. Um, He's carrying the weight of it on his back. I love it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, the first works recognized as Omega verse were first published in mid 2010. May, a writing prompt was shared on a live journal community dedicated to Supernatural focused on actors Jared Paladecki and Jensen Ackles as an Alpha and an Omega, which was published July 24th. Despite not using the term <laughs> Omega, the story created many of the characteristics later associated with the Omega verse genre. Someone has uh, like historically fluid. detailed this. Fluid sniffing. I haven't read it myself, but this is uh, the... This no, is... I wouldn't want to. I wonder who, who this person is, and I hope they're famous now. I hope they probably not. I hope they have a great life. Me too. Person that was like, let's give Jared Padalecki a lot of fluid. He was the Omega, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Are you kidding? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the genre kind of like exploded and mostly in fan communities. So primarily firstly focused around Sherlock, Shocker, mm, Sherlock. Um, a bunch oh, yeah. of super hulock. Yeah. What was the what's it called? Where it's like oh, super uh, hulock, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, classic Tumblr culture right there. Um, X Men First Class was also really popular, oh, and yes. also none of these are going to be surprised to you guys, but the the other four like biggies were Hannibal, Teen mm. Wolf, Glee, and mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I mean right. Glee's a little Glee's surprising. A bit of a surprise. <laughs> It's who, not. It was a lot of Kurt. It was a lot of like Kurt as an Omega. He's not my favorite character. That whole like internet being into Glee thing, I missed all of that. 
Um, okay, so Omegaverse has become both extremely popular and controversial in fandom circles. Um, some condemn it as revolting and sick, affirming that it reinforces oh. patriarchal values and well, rape it does, culture. In a fun way. Um, <laughs> and like all those things, that's true. <laughs> rooted in bestiality fiction and power imbalances between yeah, genders. I, okay, yeah. Others yep, appreciate. Yep. Uh, check, would, check, check, check. <laughs> conversely, <laughs> others appreciate how it deconstructs bodies and gender roles, offering subversive social commentary on queer identity and oppression. So a lot of academic dialogue has happened about this, but basically uh, academics who hate it are like Omegaverse shows a new type of gender essentialism combined with homophobic and heteronormative elements. And then there's others who give the space like a transgender subversive reading. So it's like, it's really in- intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel like they just like held up a like a mirror to like <laughs> patriarchy. Like they were just like, and then like, totally. the mirror came up and yeah. they're like, and it's like almost a parody. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> it's almost a parody. And it's also like, why do we get turned on by this? You know, like, are we in on the joke? Is it, you know, is it appealing because we know it's wrong? Like, you know, is there that element of us being self-aware? Like, there, it raises a lot of questions. What right? scares you yeah, makes totally. you That's horny. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, scares you makes you That's horny. Real. Every That's time. a real thing. Like, like, but for me, it's interesting because it's because the majority of it is male on male. So, like, for me, like, again. I'm a very interesting person and all of my porn is male on male. And it's, I think think for me, I feel safer in it as well. Like I like to kind of like take myself completely out of the equation. Yes. But at the same time, I do kind of enjoy those, um, those tropes still, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to like impose the tropes on myself, which is why I think this book was a little difficult for me because I was like, girl, come on. Like, Stand up for yourself. Stop being such a little like. Bleh. But if it was like a but, little like if weak it was man, guy, I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, 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 no, do it, spank him again. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> it was kind of comforting, honestly, by like the third Eat of the fourth, pigs. <laughs> third of where the mega book I was reading, I was like, I know what's gonna happen. This is gonna happen, and this trope is gonna mm-hmm. happen, and it's gonna be great. Was there as much and spanking it was, like, in the other one, or is that an LV lean? No. So yeah. there was no discipline in the other. Yeah, series that, that I, was I think is a specific. But there was BDSM. Oh, yeah there was bdsm and there was kink but it was like discussed as such and there was boundaries and there was consent it. so it wasn't domestic what i had yeah what i had the it. biggest <laughs> issue with in the series was the the discipline and i had to figure out where that line drew because i love like a kinky spanking situation i love that yeah but there there is a consent implied and then i had to be like why are you not okay with this but you're okay with other fantasy fictional elements you know Mm -hmm. so i had kind of like an internal dialogue during it um which i thought was interesting but i also did read the second book and it was super hot so the no i i struggle with that too but i do feel a little bit uncomfortable like maybe because it's so specific and so Mm. prevalent in these books and her other series too although more in this one Mm. um it feels a bit too personal like it's like I can't separate the book from the author or something, which might be a good thing in some ways, mm. but I feel like too much like I'm reading her personal fantasy or something, you know? Like it's, it was mm, kind of That's weird. why yeah. I had a trouble with this one too, because I was like, the, is LV Lane secretly a man or male aligned? Bill questioned because, it, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Because, and then she does use she, her pronouns. Um, but it's one of those things that I was like, this is the first book that we've read where I've been like, this could have been written by a man. 
because there was no sensuality in any of the sex, in my opinion. It was very straightforward. There was hardly any foreplay unless it was like torture. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, I've just finished my book with about the 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 mates, whatever, the mate games mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. That sounded so good. And by the, the way. priest <laughs> is really into spanking because he can't have sex because he's a priest. And so sure enough, there he does eventually at some point. But um, thank God. Yeah. At the first literally <laughs> gonna get rid of that. This first couple <laughs> scenes with this girl is all about spanking and like it's very like edging in a way. And it was nothing mm-hmm. like the spanking in this book. I didn't enjoy the spanking in this book. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's specific. I also yeah. Think- I mean, a lot of the books I read also have spanking. And it's it has a different vibe to it. Uh, I, I think these the books main too, girl- though. I'm not going to lie and pretend I didn't like them. I read them. I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. So this oh, book was yeah. great when I turned my brain off and just read it as straight porn. But it was the fact that she the female main character did not enjoy the spanking no. and viewed it as a punishment. I think that to me was I like the. That too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like so, that. like that's like in like so I don't in know. like BDSM books or something that I read where mm-hmm. it's like a clear, like dom sub Non-con. you know dynamic. They make it clear that there's like a difference between fun pain and punishment pain. You know. Yeah. And like, Ooh, yeah. and I do like that in books. But this one, it's just like there wasn't any fun pain. It was all different. there was no fun pain no. at any point. There she, was no, it was like, like she was tickled the whole time rather than spanked. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, and this, there wasn't any like yeah. sexy spanking time of and like it wasn't the understanding that this was the dynamic they were going into. It's like this is just how it is. Like she was born well, this way or whatever. She herself was just so infantile too. Like her character oh mm-hmm. is no wants or autonomy or internal dialogue just little and that girl. Little baby. i liked the second one better because priya who's the younger she's sister of the three brothers she's such a brat and she like has active wants and is like actively doing things and you know trying to forge her own path and like again didn't have a full comfort level on that but the fact that they were like we told you not to fucking leave the castle during a siege and you left the castle during a siege like now you get spanked made more sense to me than you thought about not putting your boots on before you came outside and the ground is cold. You know, like there's there's a <laughs> yeah. difference to me yeah. in, in the context. I'm here for all of it. So yeah, I guess the stakes weren't there in this book. That was that was difficult for me too, was like just like exactly what Kay was saying was that she was just really infantile and yeah. everything exactly. There was no stakes. It was like, oh, if she goes out without her boots on. She's going to get cold. Like, who cares? Like, but mm-hmm. she's a grown ass like, woman. You know, it's like a fucking yeah. child. And you're like, fuck off. Anyways, mm-hmm. I yeah. did not. Makes I sense. did not enjoy that. But I do like spanking. And I really like spanking when it's like linked to humiliation, which mm-hmm. is like. Maybe it's also know, a really fun level. I don't enjoy the idea of parents spanking their kids. So the fact that Belle was so childish. That kind makes of sense. It definitely connects. was more like a and- parent child. That's very, that's a good point. Yeah, they don't describe yeah. her as like a woman ever either. Too like she's skinny and she's small and yeah, skin and just, bones. Yeah, but she hasn't asked that jiggles. So <laughs> so not actually skin so and bones. On acid, don't she quit. So. <laughs> I think mm, maybe the other thing too with not to keep harping on this point, but the other Omega Verse books I read, there were some aspects in addition to sex. So they had some like personality traits and interests there was, like, and like romance. shared. Yeah, there was some some form of shared emotional connection. And sure, it was all just porn, 
But like there was like a little bit of a shared emotional connection, whereas I'm still not sure at the end of the day what she has in common with the three brothers. Like I feel like the emotional relationship was maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. underdeveloped for me. And if that was strengthened, I would have had less of a, you know, qualm about the spanking. I don't know. Yeah, I've come to learn that I enjoy a book more if there's actually like an emotional connection or some kind of quest with the two rather than just. Yeah. I think that's the fun thing about this podcast is like there's like a whole wide range, you know, and like, I mean, I'm up for fucking everything. So there hasn't been a book that I haven't (laughs) enjoyed yet. But like we are questioning these things and we're reading different things that are maybe going to make us uncomfortable. And like maybe we'll surprise ourselves by being into it or surprise ourselves by not. And like that's, I guess, the whole point. It's really fun. Yeah, the Minotaur uh, porn really surprised me. (laughs) It surprised Scarlet too. <laughs> oh, like 100%. But here's the thing is that I wouldn't normally like pick up a book that wasn't a kink that yeah. I was already into because I'm like, why would I spend time reading a book that I yeah. don't think I'll like? But this podcast kind of yeah. forces me to do it and broaden my horizons. And if I'm not comfortable with it, I have to kind of like critically examine it and like mm-hmm. be like, was this a productive discomfort? What specifically about this didn't I like? And that can be like as liberating in some ways as like finding a kink that you're super into. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, I don't have any numbers newer than 2020, but if you had to guess, how many Omegaverse novels were published on Kindle Unlimited between January to June 2020? Would you guess? January January to June 2020. I want to say like 5,000. I'm going to say 2,000. Yeah, so that's that's six months. I'm going to say 20,000. Okay. Uh, Mm Okay. Yeah, so it was 200 novels were published between that, but there is currently (laughs) 70,000 Omegaverse novels on Kindle Unlimited overall. Oh, we're just hopeful. We're like, these people better be horny and kinky in writing. (laughs) 5,000. Seven with four zeros. 70,000 Omegaverse. So if you're into it, there's a lot out there. Okay, so... uh, that's kind of the, the background of the megaverse, and I'm going to briefly touch on to how I was introduced to a megaverse, which is not the usual way I'm introduced to a kinky erotic thing, which is me, Annie, recommending Annie. a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I read it. Um, in this case, I didn't actually read any megaverse until Prey, but I was introduced to the concept through Lindsay Ellis's amazing YouTube breakdown of the megaverse copyright lawsuit, mm-hmm. um, which I think is maybe the first time that like widespread non-fan or porn fiction readers were introduced to megaverse and it got like a ton of attention. So I'm just going to briefly cover it, but I-, I would recommend Lindsay Ellis's amazing YouTube video because she does like an in-depth overview of like the trial and the lawsuits. And it's so interesting. Um but basically, in 2016, author Addison Kane released Born to be Bound. <gasps> I've read so much Addison Kane. Oh, my God. This mm-hmm. is so fun. Okay. This will, I wonder if this will change your opinion. So this was the first novel of a series adapted from one of her fan fictions that features Omegaverse genre tropes. Uh, in April 2018, Kane and her publisher, Blushing Books, filed a Digital Millennium Copyright Act DMCA notice against author Zoe Ellis for her 2018 novel, Crave to Conquer. Kane accused Ellis of plagiarism and copyright infringement, arguing that both Born to be Bound and Crave to Conquer focused on a central theme that is an omega female and an alpha male and includes concepts of Omegas hiding their secondary sex by use of suppressants and Omegas being rare and valued mates. 
The first two installments of Ellis' series were then removed from online sellers for several months, and the pre-orders of the third installment were cancelled as a result of the DMCA claim. Ellis and her publisher, Quillink Books, subsequently brought a lawsuit against Kane and Blushing Books for damages due to lost revenue and reputational harm, with representation from Quill Inc. contending that Kane had no legitimate claim of ownership over the Omegaverse genre. So... This was a pretty big case mm-hmm. that got a lot of attention, a lot of money at play. And it also asked like really big questions like who owns tropes? Yeah. Who, who owns who fan owns the fiction? intellectual property? This is just my opinion. But it seems like a shitty move to be like, hey, you copied my book when your erotic fiction is playing into like a larger genre of tropes and relies on tropes. Mm-hmm. But like it asked questions like what legal protections exist for self-published work like fan fiction, you know, especially if they blow up and turn into like a published series. This reminds me a lot of remember when the Fine Bros tried to yes. franchise reacting React. to things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh no. the internet hated it. <laughs> yeah. So just a short backstory. There was like this very popular series that the Fine Bros did on YouTube called like they had youtubers react teens react kids react like that was their thing and so then they decided they wanted to like make this a bigger thing by franchising react so that other people could like do like indians react like in india or something you know that kind of thing or like they um, wanted to copyright it yeah so but then they went and they wanted to copyright all these things like react and like that kind of you know and so they were basically saying that if you created a series on YouTube of you reacting to things, that that would no. fall under the mm. Fine Bros. No. Yeah, it's, it's that like, they um, owned the idea of reaction channels. Of reacting? Yeah. Well, People, a couple like, years ago. That was their downfall very quick. Yeah. Yeah. A couple years ago, Kylie Jenner wanted to trademark Kylie. And Kylie Minogue was oh, like, yeah, what the Kylie fuck, Minogue bitch? Was I like, was here first. Excuse bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, who who owns the... Didn't Katy Perry just did that too? Mm-hmm. I don't really know about that one. And, uh, yeah, Katy Perry just like tried to trademark her name, Katy Perry. Mm. And there was another Katy Perry who was like, absolutely fucking not. And then they just went to court over it. And the other Katy Perry won. Um, okay, if you aren't familiar with the case, who do you think won? Kane, who... Uh, put the loft suit forward initially or Ellis who was like being sued by them. Okay. So I hope that it'd be Ellis because Omega has, Megaverse has continued to be a thing. And those are like tropes that are continue to be written. So if she somehow won and had ownership over that, I don't know how that would happen. But also I feel like you asking us this question is going to be a sad answer that somehow Addison came. Yeah. I want to say Ellis too, because the past like seven or so years, we've seen a lot more talk about copyright infringement and um, like even YouTube channels. It's like reacting. People can Mm -hmm. flag your shit but who owns that entirety? Like when you transform content, it becomes your own. Yeah, yeah. fair use. So yeah. yeah, fair use. You both ag- agreed with the courts. So <laughs> basically, blushing books settled in 2019. So this went on for like three or four years, uh, admitting that there had been no plagiarism or copyright infringements, and then paid an undisclosed amount of money in oh, damages to both Quill Inc. and Ellis. Although but, they're all indie artists, so maybe not. 
it probably wasn't like a huge amount, but if they had to pay for damages, you know, it, it adds up, especially over multiple years of a lawsuit. But yeah. in, in September 2019, Ellis and Quill Inc. filed a separate like civil lawsuit against Kane. So like the burden of proof is lower in civil law, right? Arguing that the DMCA copyright claim was false and malicious and that lawsuit was dismissed by a Virginia court in 2019. The lawsuits were were covered in depth by the New York Times, who noted that a, a decision in Kane's favor, which luckily didn't happen, could have set a significant legal precedent for commercial works based on fan-generated material. And they also noted the case is an example of how easy intellectual property laws can be weaponized by authors seeking to take down their rivals. So there's a lot of implications there for a lot of the books that we read, which are based in tropes and fan fiction. And I mean, like... It, tentacle porn has so much roots in like early sci-fi and like japanese culture like you know i just it, yeah, there's so many implications right or is yeah exactly mm -hmm. especially if you're using tropes in like an existing universe so mm -hmm. um that lawsuit was super interesting and was also great because uh the lawyers were required to read passages from the book <laughs> as evidence. Incredible. So there was Amazing. a lot of talk about nodding in fluids in this court that the New York <laughs> Times found fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I found this interesting. This book's only 3.60 stars. I don't think the right people read this book. And Divisive. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think the right people read this book is what I'll say. <laughs> Uh, so we have our bio for L.P. Lane, and it says, In a secret garden hidden behind a wall of shrubs and trees amid a tiny English village, you'll find L.P. Lane's writing den, where she crafts spicy adventures, magical and mythical creatures, wolf shifters and alphas of every flavor give our sweet, sometimes willful omegas and heroines and a guaranteed H.E.A. happily ever after. If you like my books, you might also like my contemporary pen name, Verity Arden. So she writes other non-smut books, I guess, is what it, I'm interesting. Very Anne Rice of her, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but she does seem to have a large variety of themes she likes to write about. There's mm -hmm. fantasy, fairy, and monster. She's got her controller series, which I think is the most popular one, which is a spicy MMF sci-fi, which I thought was interesting. Uh, a sweet orc romance. <laughs> a dark and twisty, plot-rich R.H. Omegaverse. Spicy centaur romance. Alien mates. Interesting. How would that work? Where's the dick? I feel like horse girls would be yeah, very... It's a horse! Dick, it's a horse! Is the where, dick where at the back the of the is? horse or is the dick at the it, base at of the, the torso? It's a horse dick. It's yeah. definitely it's a, a horse. horse dick. It's a schlong at that Ooh, point. Penis. Do you think it's like a, a lady... And a centaur, or do you think it's like two? Uh, do you think it's like two centaurs? What I'm hearing from this is that we should do a centaur book in the future, <laughs> and maybe complement our our mermaid mm. book that I know is forthcoming. Um, <gasps> a mermaid and a centaur. <laughs> and we've got alien mates. We have a spicy barbarian menage, oh, and yes. spicy fantasy RH. So she's got a a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Um. When I was looking at her social profiles, I thought it was funny. There's just this one. When you upload a video onto Facebook, there will be like a cover photo for the video. And the cover photo just says, a gasp escapes your lips when his big hand connects with your bottom. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> All right. A gasp would escape my lips upon seeing that. Very Lane. <laughs> her Goodreads had some questions in it. And I thought these, this is what 
really uh, made me realize like maybe she's not attracting the right demographic of people. And I felt really bad that people were asking her these questions. Um, so the first one says, do you always write books that glorify rape? <gasps> and <laughs> oh my god and yeah, you had never she, heard of dark romance she took the the highest road and she goes i don't think there is a way to answer this that won't prove inflammatory so i will simply say i am sorry you had a bad experience with one of my books having had a bad experience i would recommend you don't read any more of my work because it's all similar if you like a sweeter omegaverse i can wholeheartedly recommend Catherine moon or hannah hayes both of which embrace joyful consent in their writings as well as being excellent writers. Wow. So she, she was like, great. Yeah. She what was like, such an answer. What a class act. That's such mm. a nice answer. Yeah. That yeah. was so kind. And then this one kind of goes into what Scarlett was talking about earlier, where it's, I'm new to the genre of Omegaverse. Is it always Dom and sub situation? Does it always have to be the female that gets hit? I have a tough time with this and I'm trying to understand. And she replies with, Thank you so much for the question and apologies for only noticing it now. In short, Omegaverse is a paranormal dom subtrope that takes on some ideas from the shifter trope. So yes, we typically always have a dumb, a, sorry, a dumb. <laughs> dumb sub. <laughs> a himbo. Um, we always have a dom sub situation. There are a few books that don't follow that trope, but they're generally the rule breakers of the norm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but they do say whether it's like male, male or male, female, we often see heat, nodding, rutting, nesting and pair bonding. Uh, and then omegas are usually the oppressed person. And she just kind of took the time to nicely educate these people. But then she did say, please feel free to connect on Facebook or email. And I'm always happy to discuss this. Ooh. She seems really lovely. Honestly, yes. seeing those answers kind of made me feel more confident in being into the sexiness of this book you yeah. know like it made it seem like it's very purposeful and thought out and she's willing to be like hey not everyone is going to be into this for sure i have mm-hmm. ranks for other stuff and i would say that even if you don't enjoy someone's like style of writing which i didn't enjoy the style of writing of this book so she's just not the author for me writing a book as a whole is very hard no matter your skill as a writer so Everything is intentional when you write a book, I find. Mm. We have our reviews. We've got five stars from L. Drew. And they say, I went from, I don't want to read, let's just glance, to, eh, I guess I'll read a little bit, to, whoa, am I into this? To, oh, I'm into this. <laughs> to, I need to stop reading now because I have things to do. To, fuck it, let's finish. This... <laughs> This was a ride. Please mind warnings and tags. This was. I thought that waiting a few days would help me uh, to put my thoughts together, but the only thoughts I have are that I need to read more and I will read more. Thank you. Five out of five. I joined the Facebook group and followed the author. (laughs) That person went on the, wait, is this my kink now? Patented journey. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Copyright that, guys. Copyright it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We have another five stars here from Emily Barnes. They say, new favorite Omegaverse. I posted a review of this book in my favorite book group because I loved it so much, even before I finished the story. It's my new favorite reverse harem Omegaverse, where the heroine is an Omega who just <laughs> gets with four alpha brothers and one one is a half a shifter, but they all have knots. <laughs> sure Sorry, do. I'm just laughing. Um, 
I actually got excited first about the other books in this series, but decided to start with the first. And holy crap, it did not disappoint. The Wetometer is a 10. Flooded my basement. I swear <laughs> I swear there are sex scenes in every chapter. Triggers are a little CNC. Uh, the males kind of force themselves on their Omega, but she's never not willing, even when she protests and screams. And holy crap, do I love a bratty, fierce heroine. Uh, there are a lot of joking. There's a lot <laughs> hey, of joking like, I do that not she's... Agree with that sentence. No. There's a lot of joking that she's not a good girl and has to get disciplined and spanked daily. This might just be my favorite Omega verse ever, and I love the characters, spice level, and plot. I don't okay. agree that she was fierce, but to each well, she own. did. She did untie those hands that one time. Yeah, that was good. Also, she has red hair, so everyone knows that's the oh, universal yeah, marker. And despite uh, the fact that she gets spanked a thousand times a day, she keeps having a dirty little mouth. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't very, very dirty. <laughs> She kind of gets into it. Uh, we've got one star from the Wooly Geek. Really not for me. And I enjoy Alpha and Dom Sub when they are done well. But this just had no chemistry. It read like it was written for men by a man. The woman was just used. Uh, it was just there to be used. If she doesn't do anything, she's told that they'll beat her. And that isn't punishment or dominance. It's abuse. And the fact that she's constantly referred to as small, weak, and lesser. There's no connection between the characters. It's just sex, and that wasn't written well or appealing. No real plot. If it was sold, it would just be an erotic short read. I'd understand. But this is being sold as a book slash novel. For me, it needs a plot and likable characters with connections to be that. I'd pass this by if you're looking for substance, and if you just want an erotic read, there are still better out there. Hmm. People are so everybody. Harsh. That people are honest people it's, yeah it's surprising how candid people feel the need to be in their goodreads maybe because there's no like connection to any personal identifiers but mm -hmm. like people write essays they, about their thoughts they on take books. time mm -hmm. yeah i know sometimes i think about getting into goodreads and i was like i just can't keep up with these people god no it's exhausting um, the first part of that review sounds like something that would be on the dirty facebook group i'm in where people like to post one-star reviews uh, um, <laughs> as, like, motivators for reading the book. Um, oh, yeah. And so the beginning of that sounded like something that they would be like, sign me up. <laughs> Our other one-star is from Silver Gautier, and they say, just no. We're, are all Omega books like this? Like, for real? I can't believe there's a following for this type of book. I can't believe a woman wrote this either. It's beyond vile. It's just loads of sexism, abuse, and actual rape. To be clear, I am not in any way a prude. <laughs> this Sound isn't like me it. complaining about the amount of sex slash lack of plot this book has. I actually really like the story, but I only made it till about 45% because holy hell, I couldn't keep side-eyeing every other sentence is an absolute denial of what was happening. I just really feel like lines were crossed. So this is that's the kind of uh, review that would be in the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. This book I, is not honestly. For you. That's fair. Read your mm -hmm. triggers and then don't read books if you don't. Want so them. I was curious about that because there is that author's note at the start of the Goodreads, and I feel like that was added after because oh, there are man. are a lot of one like one three star reviews that say exactly this where it's just like mm, interesting so i wonder if she didn't add the triggers right away honestly i feel like i agree so much with the reviews of the one star but since you like said her reaction to those questions mm -hmm. i'm like now i have like a soft spot 
soft spot for this author. Mm. And I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. She's just trying her best. Right. And I'm like, the whole, she, like, our whole podcast was me just well, being like, be this nice. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> She's an idiot. And I'm like, I like her. She's so nice. Yeah, I think she she knows what she's writing. And she does it on yeah. purpose. And she knows that there's an audience for it and that yeah. not everybody is the audience mm, for it. Yes. Like I said earlier, I didn't enjoy the style of writing and I didn't particularly enjoy that like there was no connection between any of the characters. Mm-hmm. But they just came across each other and were like, Alpha, Omega, I guess this is it forever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we must bring her sex. We must make sex. her have sex with us. But yeah, those are the reviews that I like to highlight. Um, yeah, I think that like I we're I always feel like the the reviews like are able to sum up our thoughts, like our our positives and our negatives, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, we're always kind of on the same page of like the holistic mm-hmm, yeah. view of these books. Are you going to ask the question, Annie? <laughs> Is it that time? I think so. I think it's that time. All right. So let's find out. Yeah. Prey is my kink now. Let's start with Lana. So it's no surprise. Uh, this is not my kink. Although I'm very interested in the male male. <laughs> I am going to check that out. Because so Omegaverse like might be your is. kink. But this I think specific... Omegaverse might be. But just. Yeah. Yeah, the tropes in this I exact book yeah. could be my kink. Like, I, I really feel like what you guys described today um, is up there of like what I like to read typically, um, spanking included. Uh, <laughs> but if I have to base it just off of this book, I will give it, I'll give it one overfed pig <laughs> out of five. Wow. <laughs> one overfed pig that somehow is able to fit (laughs) onto one cart even though there's 16 of them and they're all on one cart and they're all fine and then they go to like a random farm and and no one talks about them again and then they're they're not being slaughtered at the random farm because they gave them no they're living their best lives i'm still mad about the pigs (laughs) justice for the pigs they're living their best life they don't need justice they're living their best life uh scarlet i don't think they are they really are. I would give this book uh, three out of five gallons of slick. And uh, honestly, I, I had a complicated reaction to it, but it was more good than bad. Um, we've kind of already discussed my kind of lo- mm-hmm. stuff that took me out of the sexiness of the book, I think, for me, was the like discipline aspect of it. But it was very sexy. And it did start me on an Omegaverse stuff. I would find that overall I was more comfortable with the the male male Omegaverse books because for some reason when it's a male sub, I have less trouble with the power dynamic. Yeah, I um, Also, <laughs> exactly. I like to see men suffering in my kink books, as we know from the fact that uh, John Smith being tied up in Pocahontas was like a real important moment in my childhood. Um, so again, complicated. I'm glad we have this space where I can kind of like examine it and like, discuss it with you guys in like a judgment-free space and be like i was turned on by this is that weird but i hated this part um and kind of like bounce my ideas off of you and it's such a valuable space but three to five maybe this has started me on an omegaverse kink but primarily Love it. Okay. Omegaverse kink. tbd Updates it had the potential it really did i love a reverse harem i love a dumb guy i love muscular men 
I didn't enjoy yeah. this book though. So unfortunately, this book is not my kink. It's a solid mm-hmm. no. Um, <laughs> and then you know what? That's the first time I've hopped off the fence. So <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I think it's good. We all yeah, got things we like and what we don't like. We're proud no, of you, it's Kay. A solid no, hopping um, off I'm that give fence. It one boot out of two potential boots outside. <laughs> Actually, maybe no boots because <laughs> then I'm zero unworn. out of two boots. <laughs> yeah, because then I can get spanked. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as much problem with the uh, domestic discipline. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it, they she did call it. I, it was just such a funny phrase. Anyway, uh, I don't have as much of a problem yeah. as you guys did with it, which is you know not too surprising because i have liked kind of darker romance not too dark darkish romance for a long time i thought she was goddamn annoying mm-hmm. i agree like i think i can see every single point i agree like i think the writing is a little weird i think the uh characters had zero personality outside of one singular thing i don't think the characters had any chemistry i wanted to hear more about yeah. the world building like, mm. sorry, Annie, not to interrupt, but the, I wanted to hear more about the Blighton. I thought Oswald was going to be the fourth me mate. Too. I was really excited <laughs> oh, for that. Oh, that was me so or good. do something other than die. I, I, I want to mm. hear more about the Imperial Guards. Like, that, those world building stuffs were like little hints of like a, a, a more exciting Yeah, world see, I agree, but then also like books that have more plot and world building and less just relationship and sex. I'm like, get back to the stacks. Like Akatar. <laughs> Uh, so I would give this 3.5 out of 5 domestic discipline sessions because I like it, but it's not my favorite, but it yeah. has a lot of aspects. I love, mm, I love yeah. a brute. I love a I just no wish holds you love a alpha man. man. I wish the men had more personality so I could pick a brother I really liked. I know we were you all supposed to pick brothers, but they like they don't Dax. have that much going for them. Mm-mm. I like Silas because I think I have to pick he the... is large and in charge. Oh, really? You don't like he the is. other guy? The the what's oh, sorry, not Brom? Silas. Yeah, Brom. You, you like because Brom. he's yeah, large like and in Brom. charge. I you like Lord Brom. Yeah, she likes. I like the. Lord. I like the Michelangelo one because he turns into a little wolfie. Uh, I, I enjoy Nate. that. Nate? Yeah. Nate was fun. Sure. I liked his his sassy tidbits and that she was always like, I want Nate. That was great. I liked Dax, who is buff and has a giant penis. <laughs> yeah. But the I like heart Dax of a with poet. his tripod. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I know That's you didn't like anybody, tripod, but part of a poet. <laughs> do you happen to like Silas the most? Because that would really work out for this. No, nope. unfortunately, no. <laughs> I'll leave them all for you. Kay hated all of them. So similar to the Goodreads uh, reviews, uh, this book was divisive within uh, our Kickstarter family. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of. Wait, Wait is, is this my kink now? Wait, is this my kink now? Oh my God, I was trying <laughs> so hard on that one, you guys. <laughs> <laughs>